A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. This is the start of a, I think it's fair to say, a mini-series around the title of Blessed Beyond Belief. And in this first one of uh, quite a few, I won't give numbers away at this stage, but quite a few, immense pleasure to introduce uh, two people who I class as very close dear friends uh, one is Amy Mosco from California, and the other is Kristen Johnson, also from California. And uh, and in this PC world that we live in, ladies, I'm going to say, well, I've used the word ladies, welcome. And apparently we shouldn't be saying ladies, but anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> because, listeners, we are blessed beyond belief. So, ladies, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you for Thank- having us. And, listeners, higher wisdom and intuition. And I can't think, actually, of two better people to, you know, to throw the ball around, to have a dance, whatever the metaphor is around this topic. So higher wisdom and intuition. And I suppose the first question, ladies, I want to say girls as well. Are, are you offended if I interchange between the language of ladies, girls? You know, I think we have to be careful in this PC era that we live in. Um, but we are blessed <laughs> after all. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm okay with that. As long as you don't call me ma'am. <laughs> Ladies and girls, that's fine. Ma'am, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, that's a private joke, listeners, which is another time, another place. We'll park it there. So higher wisdom and intuition. I suppose a good starting question for us is how does that play into us being blessed, let, let alone being blessed beyond belief? Any takers on that opening uh, opening question? Kristen, I'll let you go first on this one. I think higher wisdom and intuition really open up the doorway, the gateway, if you will, to us realizing that we are blessed. Because when we learn to tap into that uh, store of knowledge that we all carry around without knowing it, we realize just how many opportunities are open to us and how how unique and how wonderful our existence is. Because ordinarily we're just going along, living our lives and messages are really all around us. And I think the higher, where the higher wisdom and the intuition come in is helping us tap into those messages because it could be something as simple as hearing a song on the radio or Uh, seeing some sort of visual image, let's just say on a billboard or a truck passing or even a TV commercial, or just an odd synchronicity. For example, you might always realize that somehow the number 1111 keeps coming up or something like that, or some other number, and that gets into numerology, but that's probably a sign that there's something happening here 
that you need to pay attention to. And we all love to look for patterns and sometimes there is no pattern to be found. But at the same time, higher wisdom and intuition really help us tune into the messages from the universe and what is unfolding more than meets the eye. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Anything to add to that, Amy? Yeah. Um, so I think intuition and higher wisdom, um, as we tap into these things, first of all, they're, they're um, something, it's something that's available to all of us, right? We don't necessarily operate on a daily basis thinking about tapping into our intuition or our higher wisdom, but this is a, a function, a, an innate function that's available to all of us. But one of the things that, uh, or one of the benefits of recognizing this and, and actively tapping into it is that you can see underneath appearances, you know, like everything happens for a reason. And I know that's such a cliche, but it's true. <laughs> There's nothing that happens in our lives without some purpose to it. Uh, we can't always see that unless we dig a little bit deeper. And so as we tap into um, intuitive function and you know, that higher wisdom, kind of like that higher cosmic view of things, we can see the gifts in each moment. Um, so I think that's the connection to being blessed beyond belief and intuitive and higher wisdom function. Mm. Okay, so one of the words, I know I've shared this in private conversations with you both individually, but one of the words that's very, very, very much consistent in my consciousness these days is the word reminder and so on that word or that that thread of reminder do we need to consciously keep reminding ourselves to tap into our higher wisdom you know is it something that's just well it is already there as you've alluded to amy but do we need to keep giving ourselves a reminder that actually as you alluded to Kristen, we just get so carried away with everyday life life gets in the way that we maybe forget to tap into it. Is that a conscious thought process that we need to, uh, dare I say, a habit that we need to embark upon daily? Yes, I believe so. And I believe even, I would go so far as to say, um, even creating some sort of simple daily ritual that has you tap into your higher, has you consciously and intentionally tap into your higher wisdom. Um, because when you do that, it does become a habit. And then um, you kind of train yourself into taking advantage of this element of yourself that if you're not thinking about it, you're ignoring it. Mm. So how do we actually tap in then? Have you got any th thoughts or techniques, skills about how we can actually tap into that? I do. <laughs> Funny you should ask. I thought you might have somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So just, I do this every morning when I wake up. Uh, it's the first thing I do. I have a daily ritual where I express gratitude, right? I, I remind myself that I am birthed from divine love and I express the desire to connect with my higher wisdom. Okay. And receive from my higher wisdom as this filtration mechanism receive from my higher wisdom messages in the highest form of truth right and this what this this helps with is um, getting my ego to step out of the way because your mind can play tricks on you even when you have the desire and the will and the acknowledgement that you're connected with your higher wisdom your ego kind of 
wrestles with that a little bit. So, but if on the front end of every single day, you let your higher wisdom know that you are, you are unconsciously and intentionally tapping in and you're expecting to receive information, energetic communications in the highest form of truth, then you've set the stage. You can, you can kind of trust that your ego isn't going to wrestle with those communications. Mm. Kristen, any thoughts? Well, where I love what Amy says about setting a daily ritual, because we all know that daily rituals like that, like expressing gratitude and so on are important. We don't always do them, but I think it, the more you do something, the more it becomes a habit, the more it becomes automatic. And that's what we're seeking to do. And then you're, it's like you invite your higher wisdom to come in at will because when your higher wisdom knows that you're open, what these rituals and practices do is they really signal to your higher wisdom that you are open. It's like keeping the line of a communication open and just saying, just whether it's email, text, telephone, it's just and this is instantaneous with the higher wisdom. But sometimes, like Amy says, the ego just gets in the way because we think there's a saying that says you are not your thoughts. And we all know we that on some level we are our thoughts, but at the same time, we are not our thoughts. And our thoughts can be so much noise and meditation practices, gratitude practices, they're the way to filter out the noise and let the higher wisdom speak. So I think that practices are absolutely 100% the way to go. And even just sitting quietly for a few minutes in the morning or at night, just clearing your mind and being conscious of your breathing and tuning into the silence. Because I think, Paul, you and I have spoken about the fact that human beings are not comfortable with silence. We mm -hmm. have to fill the silence with so much else because we're afraid of our own thoughts. We become conscious of, okay, there's noise in the house. We start to get worried. But it's really about tuning into the awareness of the moment. And that's where the higher wisdom can step in. Hmm. So what we're talking about here, listeners, maybe, maybe not. Who am I to judge? Who's anyone to judge for that matter around, you know, kind of. I'm going to use words that get leveled at me quite a lot. So there's a bit of subjectivity creeping in here. It's quite touchy feeling what we're talking about here, isn't it? It's quite touchy feely. It's, you know, it's. um yeah, <laughs> it's not real. Paul, you're not real. The stuff you talk about is crazy, uh, which personally, listeners, I take as the ultimate compliment. But let's not kind of flirt with the ego too much. So, Kristen, I want to stay with you on this theme, if I may, and go into something more scientific, not necessarily scientific, but more formula driven. And I want to offer you a formula, uh, if I may, and see what your reaction is. And it's gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness any thoughts on that because i'm sure our beloved sister here amy i think she's got loads of thoughts on it she does and why does the title of that wonderful book sound so familiar maybe maybe because i am so very familiar with it and i think it's 
an amazing formula. And the, by the way, the practices that Amy and Don have, have in the book are just uh, remarkable as a way to tap into that higher wisdom, to be aware of just how blessed we are, even gratitude. Gratitude is just so important. Forgiveness of ourselves and others is so important. And, and love, love is everything. But it seems like forgiveness is hard, forgiveness of ourselves and others, because we fall short, we know others fall short. And I think it's hard, especially to forgive ourselves, because that's where the ego comes in. And if we can do that, if we can say, oh, I didn't do as well as I might have done, but I didn't know, now I know better. And it's easy, when we do that, it's easy to forgive ourselves and forgive others, because I think it's a saying in the Bible, when you look at the stick in somebody else's eye, take the log out of somebody, take a log out of your own eye. So it's almost like we are tapping into those uh, fundamental feelings, touchy-feely of gratitude, forgiveness, and love. And that does equal happiness. And I highly recommend the book, by the way. Um, what a perfect segue. Amy, anything to add about, uh, <laughs> and don't let modesty get in the way here. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's a self-promotion uh, opportunity here. Any thoughts on this uh, amazing book? Um, okay, well, how much time have we got? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do have a few thoughts. And, um, you know, it's funny, but I, I really, it's taken a while. You know, I wrote the book with my co-author, Don, but it's taken a while for me to really integrate all the practices. Um, but now it's become a part of my life. But what I've found is that, um, you know, we wrestled in the beginning with which comes first, gratitude or forgiveness. <laughs> and this is really, there's no wrong answer to that. We've, we've discovered, and Paul, I know you and I have talked about this. There's no wrong answer. Uh, it just depends on, on your mindset. So uh, to your point, Kristen, after Paul asked that first question, and, and you mentioned that intuition and higher wisdom connect us with those messages, that, you know, the messages underneath the daily events or the momentary events, um, that, that the intuition allows us to get to that place of gratitude. Because when we can see that, when we can see the gift in each moment, when we can see the lesson in things that happen to us, even when they don't feel good, um, that allows us to, to naturally get to a place of gratitude. Right. Okay. So why wouldn't you be grateful for something that helps you to grow? You know, why would you be grateful for a gift, even if it hurts, but it gets you to the next level? Like there's no reason to not be grateful. So, and then once you're in that space of gratitude, then what happens is you see things a little bit differently, right? You've grown from something. It was painful, but you grew from it. So you're grateful. So then it becomes natural to um, to give forgiveness, you know, to extend forgiveness to anyone or anything that's played a role in this growth of yours, okay, including yourself, you know. Uh, so, so this is, um, and, and again, like 
there's no wrong way to do this. It could be that forgiveness comes first. Maybe forgiveness is something that comes very easily to you. Um, but if it doesn't, I recommend starting with the gratitude. Um, but, you know, to back it up, make sure you're doing your daily ritual that's connecting with your intuition and your higher wisdom and that, that cosmic eye view of whatever's happening during the day, whether, you know, you stub your toe on the coffee table <laughs> and it slows you down a little, or, you know, you have some, you get fired from your job. You know, there's each of the, anything that happens to you during your day, uh, there is a jewel within that. You just have to find it. And your intuition and higher wisdom is going to lead you right to that pot of gold. Mm. Kristen, you mentioned, you uttered three words previously, and I've wrote them down. Love is everything. I just wondered, I had a little inward smile before we started this conversation, this dance. I wonder how long it had been before the L word came in. Because what we're talking about here is love, isn't it, ultimately? And when you said it, Kristen, you were the first to break through with that love is everything. I mean, let me let me play kind of devil's advocate here and say, but is it really? Because do you know what? I've got gas bills to pay. Uh, I've got my mortgage to pay. It's raining every day. My partner's left me. I've just lost my job. And you're telling me that love is everything. You don't understand my world. It's easy for you to say that. And I've had so many of these kind of conversations leveled at me. And, well, I'm, you know, you know, because of our, our sort of one to one conversations and our collective conversations, what my response to that is. But I just want to dig around this all important, this vital, the important, in my humble opinion, energy called love. Any thoughts, girls? Kristen, since you brought the L word up first, <laughs> I think word. we need to hear from you. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that love absolutely taps into intuition because sometimes with intuition, people wonder, okay, is it intuition or is it fear? Because sometimes it's very easy to mistake the two because sometimes when you feel a certain way, like, oh, don't go there that that could be either fear or intuition and you don't know for sure but sometimes when something just feels right and it's possible to be deceived by whatever whatever reason trust illusions um whatever we, blinders whatever we feel but intuition can be a source uh be tapped directly into love because once you are centered on love, love of self, love of others, love of family, love of work, love of nature, love of mankind, love of romantic partner, love of children, whatever it is, then your intuition gets easier because you understand where your center is and you're not as operating as much from fear and love and fear are opposites so when you are centered in love it's easier for that intuition to come through more clearly and to your point paul when people say oh it's easy for you to say you don't understand uh you don't have the bills and things like that 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 is true and that's the point where compassion comes in because you have to say you know, you know what? You're right. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what it's like to be you, but 
I'm, I understand your struggles and, and I respect them and so on. And then that in itself may be a doorway to open into love, just knowing that someone hears you because just the act of listening to someone and saying, yeah, I get you. I understand where you're coming from. I may not understand your precise experience, but we all have our struggles and yours are entirely valid. I think that maybe disarms people and allows them to be aware of love. Maybe it helps people to understand that, yeah, there is this compassion in the world and things may not be going so well, but at least I have someone who, who is showing me, uh, showing me their heart, showing me that they understand. Mm, okay. Amy, any thoughts? Well, yes. <laughs> and, you know, Kristen, I, I agree with you. I think that, um, first of all, I'd like to touch on the point that you made about fear being the op at the opposite end of the spectrum from love. So, um, I, I know I'm jumping around a little bit here, but I want you to think about like, what, have you ever met someone who has problems? I mean, they have issues. Everybody has issues, right? But it's not, it's not necessarily at the forefront of their consciousness at every moment of every day. In other words, what I'm trying to say is people react differently to things. So a person who may have medical problems and financial problems and, you know, issues that they need to deal with, maybe they don't seem like an unhappy person. Whereas another person who has those same issues, they're very unhappy and they're, they're kind of in the mud with all of these issues. The difference, the way I see it is that one person is more connected to the fear end of the spectrum and the other person is more connected to the love end of the spectrum. It's going back to that concept of, okay, there is a jewel in everything that happens in every moment of every day, there's a gift. Right? When you are identifying with the love end of the spectrum and you're seeing things from that perspective, when you're, you're allowing that to be integrated into your world, you're not as uh, affected by these issues that are happening in your reality. So I think that um, you know the, the takeaway here is just you is just understanding that you have control as an empowered creator, you have control to create your reality. But first you have to understand that there's a spectrum here of emotions. Okay. And love is everything. It's the remedy for everything. So if you can pull yourself away from the dark end of this spectrum, the fear end of the spectrum and pull yourself closer to love, then even th these problems may not go away. They might, but these problems may not go away, but the way you deal with them changes dramatically when you introduce love intentionally. And again, like Kristen, you mentioned, um, when you are, you know, when you're identifying with that love end of the spectrum, it makes it easier for you to connect with your intuition. I mean, the communications that come through your intuition and higher wisdom are, they're universal. They're from source. They're higher. Um, they're higher, right? And, and so those communications are going to come from a place of love. Mm. I'm going to be slightly contentious now listeners um i want to dive into self-love um and just as Kristen, you introduced the the love concept amy and i want to come to back to this in the the dreaded four-letter f word fear 
and I want to come back, so hold that thought. But I want to dive into this concept of love a bit deeper, because uh, isn't love deep when all said and done? Um, and I'm, you know, I've, I've kind of got a whole host of questions. My mind's going dancing all over the place with this. But this self-love versus, and I'm deliberately using the word versus, creating this kind of polarization of others. You know, much is said about all we need really is self-love. Self-love is everything. And I'll speak my own truth. I understand massively the merits of self-love, but equally the dance that goes with knowing that others love you too. And for me, it is a dance between the two. And I think, you know, it is my opinion, not my judgment, but my opinion that there is a lot of stuff out there that proclaims that all you need is self-love. Any thoughts on that one? That's a bit of a a bit of a deep one. Yeah. Okay. So the thing about self love is that it it's the gateway to being able to love others more, because when you feel secure, like I, I use this um, I use this example all the time. When you have holes in your foundation, you feel insecure. You know, it's like uh, you feel afraid to give love away. You know, you're, you're guarded. Um, but when those voids are filled, those holes are filled and you have a strong foundation and you feel secure, that is when you have the desire to give love. You know, when you have the desire to, um, to see the lighter end of the scale, to see the gifts and everything. And that's what allows you to open compassion and share love with others. So it, it's kind of like, uh, it's something that needs to come before um, you can really achieve or meet your highest potential with respect to caring and loving others. Mm. So, Kristen, just before you join us on the thread of that, your own thoughts around it, I just want to add a bit like the which comes first, forgiveness or gratitude? This is very much. And I dance between the two scenarios, Amy, one that you've just advocated I spend a lot of time in that place. But then I flip over to the other side where it's a bit like knocking a domino over. A domino can't knock itself over. So by somebody giving us that love, that, you know, that affection, that intention, that attention, it effectively knocks that domino over and gives us that confidence, that energy, that momentum. I think there's two sides to this coin, and I'm not saying there's a bias towards one or the other. Um Kristen, any thoughts about that? Well, I'm reminded of the great Whitney, late great Whitney Houston and her song, The Greatest Love of All. And there's a line in it that says, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Now, it it may it may be or it may not be, but I think there's, she also talks about when you come to a lonely place, when there's no there's no one to give you that love you have to be your own healer you have to be your own uh hero and also provide that love for yourself but i think convert but i think the flip side to that is you can't do that if you haven't experienced love from others and given love to others by because i think in the act of giving you receive and the act of receiving you give uh, what do i mean by that 
Well, in the act of giving, you we hear that it is better to give than receive, more blessed. Uh, but we, but we give to others, but and we receive, we receive joy, we receive pleasure, we receive satisfaction, what have you. But the other side that nobody talks about is when we allow others to give to us, and for many of us, that is very hard. Uh, we we give them the satisfaction of helping us, of giving something to us, of adding value to our lives, because we all have, we all have known people in our lives that just take and take and take, and we know how that feels. And it just, I think the people that are genuine, the people that really stay with us are the people that understand the balance between giving and receiving. And that's a very hard thing to have that balance between giving and receiving. And it's not always going to be equal. Some people need giving at other times more than they do uh, when everything is going well. So I do think that self-love and love of others are absolutely complementary. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. And yeah, in some respects, girls, forgive me, but don't forgive me too much, by the way. Don't let me off the hook too lightly. <laughs> kind of prodding and poking and, and using that one of my consistent phrases of devil devil's advocate there. Um, before I, I haven't forgot about the, uh, the dreaded four-letter F word, Amy, fear. However, I want to ask a question because what we're talking about here, I'm thinking, you know, you know, I'm very kind and my mind's attuned to music and particularly ballads and love hurts. So do you think that generally we struggle to talk about love? And, and I think particularly the more masculine energy um, does. I, I've certainly in a, in a former former life where I wore a mask, um, I wouldn't have it in my vocabulary let alone try and, you know, even when it was clear that I loved certain people in my life deeply, very passionately, I I, I couldn't show it. I, I couldn't verbalise it. I didn't even want to exude that energy. I, you know, it was like, talk about suppression. But, you know, this thing called vulnerability, to introduce that, um, do you think generally as humans we struggle to express our emo our emotions around love? I do. I think it's really common and I think it is, um, you know, that is born of a fear and an insecurity. Uh, and also I think that, um, you know, we've learned through our experiences that sometimes we don't get the validation that we want to get or that we desire when we express ourselves and it's not reciprocated. I think that, um, that's, a that, that creates this fear dynamic among people and within ourselves um, that we're looking for validation from others so that brings us right back to the self-love story right when you when you have that foundation and you're giving love to yourself it can never be taken away it can never be revoked <laughs> uh, and it helps to build that foundation and then it becomes less frightening if you don't get the validation from others because you get the validation from yourself. Mm. So we've kind of circled. I think I feel like we've circled back to the the self love 
or the importance of self-love in this conversation? <laughs> so in the interest of using masculine language, Amy and I are polarised. She'll sit at one end, I'll sit at the <laughs> other, and we've got the affable Ms. Johnson probably somewhere in the middle, sliding <laughs> up and down the scale depending on what's what. <laughs> or is that Kristen's, Kristen's the mirror Kristen is the mirror <laughs> now there's a word where did that word come from the mirror there's another time <laughs> another place listeners but just hold on to that word the mirror um, watch this two space words. watch this space so another question then really um does fear block our intuition Kristen what do you think do you think fear blocks our intuition Absolutely. And I, as I said before, I think that sometimes we can mistake fear for our intuition. It's like when we know something uh, might an opportunity, a risk, if you will, might be a good thing. But our int our that gut feeling is saying no, no, no. And maybe sometimes we need to listen to that gut feeling. Maybe we haven't always listened to it, but sometimes that can be born of past experience that uh, may be color, coloring and trying to keep us safe. Because I think part of fear is trying to keep us safe. We forget that fear does have a valid purpose. Fear is not just for horror movies or Halloween or, or uh, uh, let's see, uh, media and politicians drumming up fear. Uh, fear does have a valid purpose, but the way that it becomes uh, does not serve us is when it hinders us and when it becomes something that we're used to and it tries to close us off to opportunities and close us off to our intuition. And it's kind of like we were talking about the mirror. It's sort of through the looking glass. We, we all fall through the looking glass sometimes. And when we enter that upside down world, uh, which is a uh, a term from the uh, hero's journey by Christopher Vogler. Uh, when we enter that upside down world, we somehow go through a transformative journey and we face our fears. We face discomfort because part of the storytelling in the story, the hero usually faces what they find most uncomfortable, what they've been avoiding. That's sort of where the growth is. And I think that sometimes that fear is trying to unintentionally block our growth because it's safer sometimes to stay where we are. So rather than tune into our intuition, of course, sometimes we have the chorus of voices, the Greek chorus of voices staying with the drama theme saying, oh, it won't work, you know, it's been tried before, it's crazy, you know, this is not the time to do it, there's, you know, there's, there's a recession out, there's inflation out, we just got through a pandemic, you can't, you can't do that, well, maybe you can, maybe you can't, but sometimes you have to look at the risks, look at the benefits, and say, okay, maybe I'll go for it, maybe I'll talk to people and get a plan moving forward. And that's your intuition talking. Your intuition is telling you, maybe explore this because we are explorers 
And I think the intuition is a wonderful tool for exploring the possibilities of life. Mm. And my intuition is telling me, girls, to be very, very, very vulnerable on this uh, on this conversation. But I want to hold that thought. I seem to say that quite a lot, don't I? Hold that thought. Um, so by, by way of summing up, um, Amy, so we've got this blessed beyond belief. And we've spoke about it in the context of higher wisdom and intuition. How would you sum this up? You know, what is the kind of the real silver bullet, the golden nugget, call you call what you will, that um, was that towel, towel Ziggy that's contributing? Yes, um, both of them seem to be contributing right now. Um, um, apologies very, for that. I'm going no, to move. <laughs> no apologies at all. Let, let you know, let those beautiful canine souls be part of this dance. Um, beautiful souls that they are. So, Amy, my, my kind of my uh, um, my words to you now, as we begin to sum up and bring things to a close, as I say, in this context of blessed beyond belief, higher wisdom and intuition. You know, just give us something to kind of take forward. And I know you've you know, I've already asked the how question, but just give us something just to kind of really drive home and to leave us with. Okay, so intuition and higher wisdom. Um, if you can keep in mind that your higher wisdom comes from a place of love, okay, your intuition, those communications come from a higher place. Um, the, the fears that you feel in this world are warnings to you about um, actual events, okay, like Kristen mentioned. So you want to be in a place of love. Ideally, you want to be toward that, that higher, lighter end of the spectrum as you operate on a daily basis. So if I can leave you with this, really work on this. Connect your awareness of that energy of love, okay? And not just as a concept, but actually as a feeling, right? So you're going to think about someone or something that you love, either unconditionally or as close as you can get, like say, for example, a dog <laughs> or a child at their birth. That is how you bring this energy. You become so familiar with this energy of love um, that it becomes incorporated into your, your daily life. Um, but this requires awareness. So if I could encourage everyone to really bring their practices, bring their, their thoughts and bring their emotions into their awareness and steer themselves, steer yourself toward love at every opportunity. And just, again, a hack is think about and connect with something or someone that you, that evokes that emotion of love in you and let that be your standard. Beautiful. Ms. Johnson? I love that. I uh, Using that word love, I love what Amy says, just to tap into that emotion of love. And that will bring around the higher wisdom and intuition. When you're in that place of love, of focusing on someone or something or, or a place, or again, someone that you love, you already are vibrating to the intuition and the higher wisdom you are opening yourself in higher intuition when you say amy right i would say that 
Okay, so at this point then, um, it's down to me now, and as I've already alluded to, listeners, this this vulnerability. So I'm really going to put myself out there. This is not the first time. And I'm going to do this by two things. One is by quoting or even attempting to sing a line from a very well-known song and then dedicating that love to, in my humble opinion, to beautiful, beautiful souls. So the song first, and it goes something like this. Love, love changes everything, how you live and how you die. So on that note, i just like to say, Amy Mosco from California, I love you deeply. And Ms. Kristen Johnson from California, America, I love you, you beautiful soul. And we love you from the bottom of our hearts. Right, Kristen? That's what we do. <laughs> and on that uh, loving note, listeners, I normally sign off by, and I suppose you can say this is a, a partial sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. And then asking the question, how will you respond? Well, I'm not going to sign off that way. I'm going to sign off by saying this. And these are my final words. This beautiful dance, this conversation, call it what you will, for me, has been dedicated to the beautiful gift that is joy. And I'm going to leave it at that. It might be a little bit cryptic. Watch this space. And on that note, listeners, till next time. Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?